Go Deep. Welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. You can find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also reach out to the cast, T.O. Big Show, Lord Fawn, Motorsports Mofo, Sturzy, Big Mikey, Astra Moon, and Sassy K. Thank you for your support, and remember, always go deep. All right, folks, welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. I'm John Nothing Doe. On today's show, it's going to be kind of a somber, but, you know, maybe an uplifting kind of like uh, a little bit of knowledge up front, I guess, in a way. And, you know, we hope you take this in a positive regard. Before we introduce the characters on our show today, walk or I was going to say walk over to our store, but we don't have a, a brick and mortar store. We have a virtual store. Check us out at teespring.com. We got shirts, we got hoodies, we got masks, we even got a bag and carry in case you want to carry the bullshit around with you to work. You can catch us, GDP, go deep the podcast at teespring.com. We'll leave the link in our post, or you can check us out on Instagram and follow the link from the GDP Go Deep the Podcast Instagram account. So on today's show, we have the one and only T.O. Big Show. How are you, pal? I'm doing great. Good to be back as always, of course. Of happy course. Happy Halloween to everybody. Yes, yes. Happy Halloween yeah. for everybody that's got a chance to celebrate it. And then yeah. we also have the wonderful Asher Moon. How are you? I'm good. How's everybody doing? I think everybody's doing well. <laughs> Not everybody's speaking up at one time, but... Seriously? <laughs> Fine, don't talk to me. <laughs> right? And we also have the guy that loves the smell of rubber. This guy would live in a rubber bed if it was legal. The one, the only motorsports mofo. I'm uh, I'm thinking we need to change that rubber to race fuel because, I mean, rubber, I feel like we're getting the wrong wrong perception. But, uh, <laughs> I am I am definitely happy to be here, and uh, hopefully everyone had a safe and... Uh, well, it was definitely a different Halloween, but I'm hoping everyone had a safe one and still I was able to enjoy it in a different manner. Definitely. Uh, hopefully nobody got that wrong rubber you're talking about in their trick-or-treat bag oh only you sir <laughs> Lord only you. Have mercy. oh my goodness <laughs> and in case you're wondering i'm talking about erasers for your pencils i don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about anyway <laughs> so today's conversation like i said earlier is going to be a bit somber it's more informative probably than anything else and you know we're going to try to have fun with it but for the most part this is a pretty serious ordeal we're going to be talking about cancer. And in case you guys aren't aware, in the month of October, it was Breast Awareness Month or Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's always Breast Awareness Month for me. And <laughs> this month is Movember. And uh, this is basically men's version of cancer. And it's prostate cancer predominantly. You know, our message is to get checked out. And we have some stuff that we've all dealt with or come to terms with in terms of cancer and how we've dealt with it and yeah i just want to bring you guys on the show and just kind of get your feel for it and some of your experiences what we're here uh, for that's, yeah, that's what we're here yeah it's gonna be a good one for sure yeah yeah you know i i hope so right i hope someone uh gets the message if they're too afraid to go get checked whether that's uh getting that snake stuck up the back end of you or uh going as a woman and getting your stuff checked out by the doctor in the most uncomfortable situation possible but, i think the big thing everyone is no one wants to finish the race of life early you know we all want to make sure we get to the last lap and as much as things might not be comfortable um, or a little bit scary I think sometimes we have to spearhead this when it comes to your own health you gotta be uh, gotta be on top of that I definitely don't want to be the leader in that race (laughs) Uh, with with saying that I'm going to start the show off with T.O. Big Show. I know he's had some experiences and he's just kind of wanting to share that with you guys. This one hits real hard for me because I had two people that I consider real close to me pass away from cancer. I'm going to start off first with a um, a fellow co-worker of mine. I've worked with this gentleman for about 15, 16 years and wow. he found out maybe 
a year and a half ago before COVID got real bad that he had, he had colon cancer. So he was doing uh first, he was doing these pill treatments that he had and everything. And, and it worked, it was working well for him. Hmm. He was telling me all about all the, some, some of the medications, sometimes our benefits wouldn't cover, but he got it all covered with some, some plan they had were with the government or something that if you can't afford your medication, they help you. Right. So he was doing good. He beat it the first time. And then just before COVID hit around March, when we uh, had the big shutdown here in Toronto and a lot of people weren't working a uh yeah. it came back for him and he was going through chemo and all that basically july august he started getting real bad like he i last like, time i talked to him was late september just before he passed actually which was uh. um october 11th thanksgiving weekend so i talked to him probably two weeks before he passed he was very skinny you can tell he was sick but he was upbeat you know and one he would always say though that um when he used to get checked there right, you get the, the, the two fingers whatever he was like oh i was hoping for three maybe the whole fist you know like that is fun or something right like you oh, gotta he's... be funny when even with that you know you know he's not doing but you gotta you gotta be happy you know you gotta crack the jokes still you know but i guess that's him, always something to look forward to right the whole fist instead of three the fingers. whole fist yeah i'm like oh you i don't know if you i told him i'm like you're a short guy you're like maybe just over five feet i don't know if you can handle the fist <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, somebody was saying online that you, the anus can stretch almost as big as a raccoon. So uh, I think he would have been fine. Speaking from experience? Or? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You got to put the qualifier on at the beginning. I heard this online, guys. It was a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> definitely always got to keep that in there. Yeah, and then you were saying you had a second instance there, right? Yes, Do you have a big I show? Yes, I a second one. Yes, I, uh, my mo- own mother. Back when I was probably maybe four, five-ish, I remember she had leukemia. She beat it. She was a fighter. But I remember one instant I was told by my father before he passed away that he um I ran away from home going to uh, Scarborough General Hospital to see my mom. And the cops found me, obviously, and the cops go to me, oh, where were you? Luke? What are you doing out here all by yourself? And I'm like, oh, I'm running away to see my mommy like in the hospital i was only four or five six years old whatever right but she beat it once she beat leukemia once and then maybe just after my father passed in uh 2002 maybe she maybe 2003 she found out she had uh stomach cancer she went to uh sunnybrook and all that and she did her therapy and she beat that one too oh wow so she's two for two on that one That's awesome yeah she was she was a fighter but sadly the third time which was 2015 around december just before christmas she uh told me and my brother oh i, I got my stomach cancer back and she says i'm doing appointments but this was a week she told us a week before and then a week after the december 4th she passed away sorry man wow. like she, i'm so sorry yeah my my condolences to you and your brother sorry yeah. man. i mean it's never never an easy time especially i know right before the holidays it's, yeah that was it any more easier but, no it definitely wasn't like i was i just going over there like i had obviously i had to clean order place and all this stuff and like that that was the hardest thing i ever had to do in my entire life yeah. was throwing like sorting out through my mom's stuff me and my brother and deciding oh is this garbage like what like that's that's tough to say something your mom's is garbage right like yeah but like that's that that was tough that was the by far the hardest thing i ever had to do that's i definitely, don't wish that on nobody even though it's it, it happens to people right but that's i definitely don't I think wish that on nobody the only thing worse the only thing worse i would say is maybe your child but still it's hard losing and like losing your parents and all that like even i'm 40 years old and i'll admit like it's tough losing your parents no matter how old you are you are it's always that part of you no matter how old you are that you, you need your parents you know and sadly i don't have that you don't but i think you you took a lot of life lessons from them and your maturity oh, for level sure. uh, that part gained, of my mom and yeah. my dad are are with me for sure yeah they Especially definitely live on in spirit and memory i think which is also important too right yeah for sure yeah and like like with my mom with cancer and all that and then my dad i'm 
my dad was diabetic and he had all his issues and now I'm diabetic, obviously. So I'm, I saw what my dad went through and I'm, I'm strict with that stuff. Like I'm, I cut my diet out. I'm doing everything serious, right? So I don't want to. That's smart. I'm glad that you yeah, kind of seen the writing on the wall and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be proactive instead of reactive and not try to figure it out once the doctor already says this is too far gone. Exactly. Exactly. And like, it's not, yep. it's not good. Even for anything else, it's not going to do you any harm to take good care of yourself. Right. Oh, like sure. it's, it's a good thing for anybody to do in general anyways. So yeah, especially for sure. Me being 40, I got to obviously now with the prostate and all that, I got to start doing that yearly now. So I got to yearly. I Is it yearly after 40? To, yep. After you're 40, it's a yearly thing. You They re- they highly recommend men over 40 to do. Yeah. So have, obviously, okay. Just like women with yeah. breast cancer, it's a certain age, I believe too. Yeah, my husband gets his checked all the time because he's over 40 as well. Like, not all the time, but when he goes for his physicals, he gets the check done. So I'm not over 40. What is the process there, T.O.? Uh, so, well, I, I, well, I didn't get one last year, but I am due for one this year. Supposedly, it's, I think they test your balls for testicular cancer. So he plays with your nuts. And, <laughs> well, I don't think he's then, rolling uh, around like those steel the, balls. <laughs> <laughs> then you either get the, the two fingers or you get some scope up your, your butt or your ass or whatever. The, the pulp catcher, right? The one that goes yeah, through your yeah. intestine and stuff but yeah obviously it's something you don't want to do but you kind of have to do you know you want to be around for a while especially with me and my i like to see my kids get married you know 100 two girls something my parents never was able to see right even though they were they had two boys but still you sure you want to see your boys get married you know just as yeah. much as you know john you know i'm pretty sure you like to see your two boys get married you know definitely i want to see them have yeah. kids or you know whatever yeah, they exactly. plan on doing i i i plan on seeing what's going on in the rest of their life exactly. as long me as too. i feasibly can yeah me too exactly all right so we got you to and i'm sorry once again about your friend and your mother i mean i can't even imagine what it'd be like on my on my end of things how had i had to do what you've already had to deal with right yeah it's tough for sure but i'm, I'm i just see it as there's people that's dealt with far worse than i have you know well it's a good way to look at it because some people yeah. would be very upset with life and be looking for all the wrong answers in all the right places <laughs> yeah everyone has their bad days you know i have them but hey it happens you know you just look ahead you know i just i just see look at I don't, when i have my bad days i just look at it look at my kids and i'm like you know that's it that's that's what you need to well i always tell it's for them you know yeah buddy i always tell everybody they've already won a lottery nobody realizes this. poor wealthy middle class doesn't matter We've all won a. We've all won the first lottery, and the first lottery was there's a million and one versions of yourself, and you've already made it through past that first round to become alive and aware, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't look at it that way, and it's unfortunate that they don't. But this isn't just about me. Next, we're gonna have Asher Moon discuss some of her personal uh, instances. Yeah, um, and my instance is actually actually very personal last year in i guess it was august or so my husband and i were like lying in bed you know i was reading a book he was like on his phone and just like being goofy he like flicked my boob and when he flicked my boob he was like oh what's that and i felt and there felt like there was a little something there but i was just like meh whatever i'm young i'm in my, i'm only in my mid-30s like i don't really have to worry about you know this yet and like my mom had breast cancer she beat it but like it didn't even really click into my head and i was really busy with my job and we were going on a little trip my husband had to have knee surgery my son was going into school like it was just not the time for me to be dealing with health things right so I put it out of my mind for a few weeks and then one day I was in the shower and I was like okay this thing is gigantic it got so much bigger and I was like all right I gotta deal with this I can't I can't put this off anymore so I made an appointment with my doctor and like this I'm also gonna say you know like Canadian healthcare has its issues and stuff like that but when there's something wrong they deal with you like right away nice so I went I went to my doctor my doctor actually said to me holy shit that's a huge 
huge fucking lump. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of why I'm here. So she sent me for a mammogram like the next day. I was in the mammogram office the next day. I had a breast ultrasound and I had a mammogram. And let me tell you, mammograms off. They take a like a big giant camera thing and they put your boob in it and then they squish it as hard as they can so that they can like separate all the tissue to take pictures in. And then they do it vertically. And it really like it's not comfortable on a normal boob, but on a boob that there's something like in, it really, really, really hurts. And like there was, you know, I didn't think there was anything wrong still until this day until I had my mammogram. When it like that pain, I've never felt a pain like that before in my life. And I was like, okay, there's something really bad in there. And I like, I got really, really upset. My doctor called me the next day with the results. So I was in, she's like, okay, we're going to send you to a surgeon. So I went to uh, Michael Guerin Hospital in Toronto, which is, um, it used to be Toronto East General. Yeah. And now, now it's Michael Guerin. And I saw the surgeon there on the next Monday. So there was no months of waiting. I was literally, this took four days for me to be in a surgeon's office. So I was in the surgeon's office and I had my first biopsy. So they take like a big needle, they stick it in to like pull out the inside, right? So they found out that big lump was a cyst. So they were like, yay, like it's a cyst, it's not cancer, you're good to go, whatever. But my doctor was like, the, the surgeon was looking over my, my mammogram and he's like, wait a second, like there's something else in there. Uh -oh. and I was like, what? what are you talking about? There's something else in there. So he's going like feeling around and everything. And he's like, yeah, yeah, there's something else in here. I want you to come back in a couple of weeks. We're going to do another biopsy on this spot. I was like, okay, great. So I went back a couple of weeks later. We got the next biopsy done. And that one came back as like unknown. They didn't know what it was. So I was like, they were like, okay, well, because of your age, like you're 37. And because your mom had breast cancer. And because like we don't like it looks like it's probably not a cancerous tumor, but it doesn't look good. We don't like it. We're just going to take out your the tumor and all of the breast tissue around it so in case it decides to come back there's nothing there and I was like like I'm how much am, like, I'm a small person I'm not a big I'm not a big woman I'm not a big boobed woman and I was like how much of my boob are you gonna take like how much is coming here and it was about 25% and I was like are you serious you're taking a quarter of one of my boobs like I didn't like I couldn't process this right but I was like whatever I would rather not have cancer so let's do that yeah definitely right? not exactly so so I it's like that that because I wasn't like a high risk case or anything like that, we didn't do my surgery right away. So it was a couple of months until my surgery came along. I had surgery on January 2nd. The surgery was really easy. Like I, you know, went in, fell asleep. I woke up. It was good. Like I was fine. I had a little bit of pain for a couple of days, but I really didn't even need painkillers. I slept most of the, like the worst of the pain off. And like, it's been like good since. Like I've gone back for ultrasound since to make sure that nothing is coming back and that everything inside is healing okay. And everything is fine. Like I have to go back now for mammograms and ultrasounds every six months, make sure that it's not coming back, which sucks because it's, like I said, it's very painful. It's not comfortable. You know what I mean? Like I don't really want to have to do this, but I also yeah. like let something bad like this happen again. Right. But now like the thing that I have to, to, you know, have had to come to terms with, cause I had surgery in January and like it's November now, November 1st. So the thing I've had to come to terms with over the years is like over this year is that like this will probably happen again. My, my mom has had breast cancer. Like I've now I've had this happen. Like it clearly is a genetic thing in my family. And like, like how much like I'm how much more are they going to take you know what I mean so like I yeah. get a little bit worried about that and I start to get upset and I'm like what am I going to have to do like Angelina Jolie that did like where it's preventative and you take both of them like full mastectomy right off I don't really want to think about that because I get you know I start to get like over overwhelmed and like holy shit I really just don't want to think about that that's terrible and you know like yeah. but so far so good I you know I've been taking better care of myself I'm you know like you were saying before it's like big show that like you take better care of yourself you, you become more conscious of that because 
because you don't ever think something like this is going to happen to you. Even when you see it happen to people who are close to you, you you still are like, yeah, no, no, it's me. I'm good. Like we never see anything like this is ever going to happen to us. And I, I even still didn't take it seriously at first. And I'm so glad I did because if I hadn't, it would have like, it, like I obviously I would have taken care of that cyst eventually. Like it was literally like a fucking gremlin sticking out of my chest. It was humongous. But yeah. um, <laughs> what's it called? The oh, and that's what I call it now. By the way, is hunting for hooter gremlins. Like to try to like life like lighten it up when I'm going for an ultrasound or mammogram or something. I'm like, okay, we're going on a gremlin hunt today. You know, like, and I really hope we don't find any. That's always the goal. We do not want any more gremlins in the hoop. But uh, so Asher Moon, I don't want to interrupt yeah. you, but I just want to know from your personal opinion. So you've had the surgery; they took 25 percent off you, right? Yeah. So how does that make you feel as a woman? Because I mean, that's you know, women are very prided about their have a lot of pride on their body and that particularly is like we understand that's more a necessity for babies than it is for anything else but you know your personal appearance must well no it really is it absolutely is a big part of your femininity like yeah like when you're a mom and you're feeding them yeah they are kind of just like giant plates i guess or like forks or whatever like they're just feeding receptacles but like they are a part of your they are a part of your femininity femininity and i at first could not look i couldn't look at all like i couldn't look at the scar i couldn't look at that side of me at all and i actually because i want to get the other side of my boob tattooed so like I have something to notice to look at so I don't have to look at the scar okay which isn't so it isn't so bad the one thing that did happen that I'm really really grateful for is that the area has kind of filled up with fluid it was more on the top instead of the bottom right okay. so the area is kind of filled up with fluid so it's actually not really noticeable that I'm missing that much like well, if I put good. my arms above my head, then you know what I mean. You can kind of be like, oh, one of your boobs is way smaller than the other one. But yeah. when I'm like just standing normally, it's not really that noticeable. So I've been really, really grateful for that. But one of the things that they do in Canada that I like, I found out through going through this process is that if you have to have a lot taken off for medical reasons, they will actually pay for um, reconstructive surgery to help you. You know, it's not like a big double D's boob job or anything like that, but they'll help put your boob back together so it looks a little more normal like so that you don't feel so like because it is it's such a head trip to go through all this too right it's really it really messes with your brain and like i have my son is 13 my son was 13 at the time and like i might get a little weepy even thinking about this but like having to tell my son that you know like i'm going for a surgery and like he understood he knew he was afraid that his mom was gonna die and having to watch that it was just brutal so bad oh yeah so I, uh, I would not wish it on my worst enemy. And ladies, lady listeners, men listeners who have ladies in your lives, don't mess around with this shit, eh? Check Get yourself. It, Learn it. how to do your breast check. Your breast check. And if there's anything that's weird, go to your doctor. Go to your doctor. It could literally save your life. No kidding. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm definitely sorry that you had to go through that. But I think there was a lot of awareness and learning that happened there that helped you be able to move forward and kind of pass on that uh, information for other ladies that need that yeah. push. Yeah, and no, it's I- scary. It's scary, and there's lots of bit like parts to the process, and you get stabbed in the boot a lot, but it's worth it in the end because you're healthy and you get to watch your kid become 14 and beyond, right? Definitely. So. Well, that's that thing what Big Show was saying. You want to be able to see your yeah. kid walk down the aisle or, you know, yeah, exactly. no any other yeah, life moment. Yeah. No, Moon, if you want me asking, I, I heard it's like i don't mean this in a a light sense whatsoever but do you find having to deal with this situation that it has made you mentally stronger um i don't know um i uh you know one day if we have like a my sad stories life episode (laughs) but uh i've I've gone through a lot in my life i had a pretty crazy upbringing as a family like as a family you know lots of crazy shit has happened in my life so i kind of look at this as just kind of another like notch in my belt you know what i mean like it's just kind of another thing that 
has come up and I have beaten because I am, you know, that's the one thing I pride myself on is I'm resilient and I take everything that has come and I kind of put it in my bag to make me a tougher person going forward. So absolutely. I understand that. Yeah. That's That's crazy. I'll add to that story. Sorry to interrupt you. I wanted to add like, that's one thing I noticed when um, first, when I lost my dad before I was only 21, right? Like that's basically like, okay, I'm the man of the house now. I took the responsibility of helping my mom and looking after my brother, helping him out, you know, getting everything settled and then obviously helping out with everything and then obviously with my mom you know it does losing both your parents at a relatively young age you know it's like it, it does make you tougher it does yeah it, you, like I, I'm the kind of person like I'm not a very emotional kind of person like I don't cry or anything stuff like that I'm not I'm, I'm just not emotional my, my wife will speak for it she, she'll say that she'll, she'll speak up for me but um, definitely tough it'll make you tougher it could it could even break people some people you know they're not yeah that, whatever well, it is sure. whatever you went through and uh, whatever maybe me or someone else went through you know it, it, it just depends on the person you know it makes them tougher it could make them weaker it all depends you know well and you know what like the uh the government of canada like our government like ontario health on like the health people for ontario they do an amazing job of like support for all of these yes, things i like, agree there's yeah. constantly like offers of like site like, like counseling like you know what i mean there's so much support yep. surrounding yep. this they helped really, me a lot like, with my mom Yep, 100%. Exactly. You you really like even if you really are literally all by yourself dealing with this, there's people there who can help you and who can like kind of guide you along and be that support for you. So, you know, yep. like everyone everyone was so amazing. That's the one thing like people talk so much shit about the medical system in Canada and I guess for like some things like your broken finger or whatever, like it's really yeah, it sucks. But for like when you there's something serious going on, they take such good care of you and it happens so fast. And I'm so I'm honestly so grateful for the care that I got, like without a penny out of my pocket. I'm so grateful. So, well, yeah, I think uh, if you have to put it in the in the scale in which you created there, Asher Moon, comparing a broken finger getting uh, attended to over someone that's like possibly got breast cancer, I think uh, it's better that we are taking better care of the person that's in a really dire situation opposed to someone that could just go home and, uh, you know, get two well, twigs like, and I've, wrap their finger, right? Yeah, and I've been the other person. Like, I've been there with my kid with a broken hand, and I'm like, okay, why is it taking, like, so long? You know, I'm irritated because it takes long and I want to go home. But, you know, when you have to put it in perspective like that, like, yeah, still, I'm grateful for both. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm literally, I, that's the one thing out of everything that I'm so, so grateful for is the the, the care that I got over the, the, and I'm still getting now. Yeah. Day, right? So. so when you were saying they're going to, if you get too much cut off, they do something. Are we talking like they do like a, a breast augmentation of some sort? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like it's not like a, like a, like a big, you know, plastic yeah, surgery, double D's boobs or anything like but that. Like they'll rebuild something they'll reasonable. Re- yeah. yeah. I think how they would probably do is probably like say maybe something from your ass or yeah maybe your stomach or something and maybe put it totally, in your breast area yeah it's actually actually i'm pretty sure that's actually what it is it's a fat like it's fat removal from one spot and then they deposit it there like i didn't need it because i it's filled up with fluid like for me so i'm good but nice. like for other people like they definitely would like i'm sure they definitely would do that and like well yeah like when you look in all the literature and stuff because it's also me and i'm one of those people who terrorizes myself like like i literally lived on web web md between the moment i had my mammogram and the surgery like i read every single thing on the internet i could about breast cancer right i uh which was not which might i add guys i do not recommend (laughs) do not recommend doing that it's really bad because you think like literally you end up thinking the worst possible things are going to happen to you right so i don't recommend listen to your doctor 
not the internet. <laughs> yes, but, Google um, doesn't know everything. Yeah, and then sometimes Lies. they tell you stuff that is not true that freak right out. But uh, no, it was um, it was all really like a whirlwind. It kind of happened so fast. No kidding. I don't know. It's just yeah, it's something though. Take it seriously, people. People need to take it seriously. It's Definitely. And then you also got to remember there is four stages to this, and usually stage four is uh, the state of no return. Stage three is looked at seventy percent chance you're not gonna proceed. Stage two, you have a really good shot at uh, beating whatever's happening. Stage one is like you've caught it early, and there's a grand possibility you're definitely gonna walk away. And there's stage zero, even believe it or not. And this is just basically the doctors identifying there's abnormal normal cells and whatnot yeah that's like me on yeah. page zero i guess yeah i guess that's how my brother would follow because that's what he had too it just uh, i guess stage zero they found it early got rid of it and he was fine yeah mm-hmm. so same thing basically yeah well yeah and that's like i've been really lucky there's no like i've had i've not had to have like chemotherapy or radiation or take any medication or anything like that i literally just chunked cut a huge chunk of myself off and then that was it right so well it's not yeah. really that is it i mean you just you took well, it yeah, your I, different your approach was different but i mean like it could have gone to one of those other two uh areas as well as surgery right well exactly and like i said now i still have to keep checking like I always like it's going to be something that I have to do for the rest of my life so it's a trade-in you know what I mean like we were young now we're not so young and now we've got to you know keep an eye on things okay sorry you're 29 so I'm 29 forever. 29 forever. Yeah. So is uh, talking about 29. So is uh, Mofo. <laughs> I wish I was 29 again. <laughs> 29, it is. <laughs> Don't we all? You even 19? Give me 19, please. <laughs> so, um, so Mofo, let's hear uh, one of your personal experiences that you've incurred or dealt with. Yeah, so I, I remember. I guess it would have been. I was probably like my early 20s, late late teens, early 20s. But my my aunt, I remember, uh, she was diagnosed with cancer. Um, I think it was a form of breast cancer. Um, I don't know that it necessarily got into the lymph nodes or anything like that, but I know that it was, at the time, I mean, as, as sad as it sounds per se, or uh, I don't know how to phrase it, but it was like, okay, you know, you know, so-and-so has cancer, and it's like, okay, but you know, that, and they were going through the treatment. I think that's probably why, because it was, we were told, okay, it's treatable and that she's going through treatment, but it was like the gravity of the situation, I guess, didn't fully hit. That makes sense? Definitely. Yeah. You know, so even though it's someone that's very, very close to me and, and, you know, and thankfully, you know, she beat and she's still with us and so far still a clean bill of health. But I just remember at the time it was, it was like, okay, you know, yeah. And, you know, I know she was very tired. Um, she was going through for the various treatments and it, it just, it didn't really really seemed to resonate at the time other than you know i was very much aware and that you know you obviously would wish her all the best but it just it didn't really i think like it was already sort of noted like you never really think it will happen to you or, or someone that much closer it's just like okay you know and you recognize and so yeah you just you never really think that it'll specifically happen to you i mean obviously and thankfully so far i still have a clean bill of health but i just mean in the sense of it, it never really hit so then going to the next thing my uh my father in 26 so he was going in for a prostate uh exam check on the prostate and all that and i'll never forget it it was june we were in michigan like so we were at a, a nascar race i mean me and the guys we, we absolutely ripped on them all weekend oh boy we having to go oh i mean it's just <laughs> it's what us guys do right yeah. but, oh you know wait till monday buddy you know you're gonna enjoy the love and the glove right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i mean we all weekend just absolutely ripped on them and he and don't be wrong he was having fun with it too he was laughing and carrying on and in hindsight i suppose like it was good to get 
get those laughs in while we had the opportunity. And I remember then coming home on the Sunday, Monday morning, uh, or I guess it was technically, whatever, the Monday afternoon or whatever, he went in for the check. And then um, I, I guess then the results came back to the doctor by Wednesday. And I remember then him, him telling me on Thursday, like I never, I will never forget like the scene and everything. We remember just staying there, just him and I, and uh, he just sort of casually brings it up. So, you know, I went for that thing the other day and it's almost like just the way he brought it up, I thought I, I already, like the, the writing is on the wall mm-hmm. as as how like, dare I say, segue into the conversation. And I'll never forget that, that conversation. He sort of just stood there and he told it. It was almost like, I, I'd love to have been a fly in the wall just to see the facial reactions because I felt like we just probably stood there for a minute and just trying to take in what was being sort of said and, and processing everything. Now, you know, and then it, at the time, the the doctor, um, she was very good, and she said to him, you know, this is nothing. We're going to just monitor it. You know, we're going to be dealing with it, but we are monitoring it right now as to see what steps we're going to take. I know she said the date side, like, they would actually just remove the whole prostate, and that was more from the sense of to, for liability's sake. It's like proactive, I, I guess, if it's like Yeah, and I, I, remember, I remember my mom saying to him, and like, you know, I was saying to him, well, if they know it's there, like, you know, why why are we monitoring anything versus just t- taking out whatever you have to take out type thing, right? Get it over it now um, well you can kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, it's like, you know, who am I to, I'm obviously not a medical professional in any capacity. So, you know, we as a family said, okay, well, wait, I guess wait and see, right? And um, so over the next number of months, you know, it was a number of checkups and a number, and then I remember it was finally, um, it got into the winter type thing. And they said, you know, better actually get going on this. Something like this is actually, it's getting worse. Like, Mm -hmm. it was like an oh shit moment, but, you know, and, and then it went from like, you know, being like sympathetic to the whole thing of, oh, you know, the Canadian system to, I remember it being like a little bit angry with the whole thing, just thinking like, you know, why do, why do we like mess with this versus just take the damn thing and get it dealt with, right? Makes sense. Well, yeah, but I mean, again, like you're not a metal medical professional, so it's like you're trying to, they're obviously looking at it through a different telescope than we would have been and they're seeing things from a different perspective than we as a family member like they're, they're emotionally removed so they're able to look at it a little bit more diplomatically so after the fact now I can sympathize with where they would be coming from mm-hmm. anyway so it, it was then like in the September October that okay you know we're we're hoping to get this thing out and um, you know but it, it just it, it finally took sort of the, the following summer so it was the following summer June by the time like there was some delays and everything and like I said though they had they had monitored into the early fall and said, okay, yeah, this is getting a little worse. And then by December, they okay, we think they have a, you know, but mm-hmm. it was finally, so about June, he was able to go in and, and have the surgery and have it, like, I guess, whatever they had to remove or take out part or, I'd have to ask him all the specifics, but I remember him going in for the surgery and it was like, just, it was just a lot to, to take in type thing, but obviously all the same, like, certainly glad that he's he was still treatable around. and he is, oh, Christ, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and full disclosure, he's clean bill of health so far and he gets his checks and, um, when you say you checks, I'm assuming that's pension checks. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, I wish you would share some of them with me. But uh... Gee, fuck. You're praying for him and he can't even give you a dollar. <laughs> can't afford underwear, but enjoy, bro. I'm glad you're alive. Oh, <laughs> All jokes aside, I couldn't be happier to hear that. Uh, this I was going to say, good I'm news. so glad to hear 
that's awesome. But yeah, no, he so yeah, he, sure. he did he did come out with like obviously a clean bill of health after all that. I mean, I remember the the biggest piss off was is we were supposed to go to Kentucky and that was in July. Obviously, I mean, he wasn't able to go because he he was just saying I, I don't know how I'm going to be you know able to make it to the outhouse or not and if I'm going to have an issue. So we were able to give him a little bit of the gears, <laughs> you know. Afterwards, could have got him a plastic bag and a couple of elastics to keep him around his legs. He's good to go. <laughs> no, you know, it was just, it was sort of, it was bittersweet that, you know, for the next race that we were going to, like, although he wanted to go and he was supposed to go, he wasn't able to go. It was nice that he wasn't able to go, but he was still with us. Yes, exactly. that's a great trade off. <laughs> not yeah, able sure. to go because he wasn't with us so you know yeah you have to look at it that way and i definitely think it comes back to you know just I, I think to a certain degree we all have to be able to joke about these situations i think you have to keep a, a little bit of a yeah you've got to be able to smile and and joke about life otherwise it'll definitely eat you alive but that being said you know don't be so joking about it that you don't take it seriously and get the check but likewise don't be so scared about it either that you don't get the check right yep yep um, exactly you know he he was only what would he have been he would have been like 59 56 i'd have to ask him but i mean by by generally feeling like he was not like considered an old man or anything like that mm-hmm. middle of the and, road really. um, yeah and uh like i said no one wants to see someone finish the race early because of a dnf um, yeah. exactly you yeah. know so you gotta, you always gotta keep that in mind. And uh, like I said, though, thankfully he's still uh, still here with us. Just a just a final one, actually. I had a buddy, a very good person. He knows who he is. They're listening, but he went and checked, or he had like a little, I guess like it was like a little form of like a skin cancer or something. But it was like a little, uh, what are they called, moles or something like that? Yeah. Whatever it is. Anyway, I remember they they checked it. And it was cancerous, and he's he's our age, so he would now be thirty six. And this was by you know just a number of months ago. So I think also just be aware. I mean, everyone should be aware. But I know we all like to maybe get a tan, some more than others. I'm not much of a sun person. I'm not. No, get, but, no, um, no question for me on that, bud. Well, we, we, <laughs> we've seen your skull. So fluorescent uh, tans are your thing, bro. <laughs> Um, but no, just, I know his, his message to us. And like I say, thankfully, you know, my, one of my best buddies, or I'd say probably is my best buddy. I've known forever since elementary school. And, um, but just, you know, basically make, make sure you're wearing the sunscreen. Don't, don't try to be a, a he-man out there and say, oh, I'm going to lay in the sun without sunscreen or proper sun protection. You know, cancer comes in so many forms, men or women. And I, I think it's just important that, you know, you got to protect yourself in, in every capacity possible and uh, never never take anything for granted based on you know age or gender or you know maybe you're you're very well off and you know oh well i've I've got tons of money i don't i'm not exposed to this or i'll never be me you know cancer cancer doesn't care right it no. doesn't care it has no schedule no timeline it will it doesn't give it a, a fuck what you have planned either in the future no it doesn't <laughs> when exactly. it when it comes it's like hi um i'm uninvited but i'm here to stay I'm yeah. gonna second. I'm gonna second the sunscreen thing as well. It's uh, super, super important that people wear. I, I wear sunscreen every day on my face as part of my makeup. And ladies, if like this, also too for men too. But sunscreen protects you guys from wrinkles. Just FYI. So uh, make sure you're wearing your sunscreen. It's yeah. very important. Sunscreen, <laughs> not baby oil. I know that To Big Show gets uh, confused and wants to relive his <laughs> wrestling <laughs> days. Exactly. John has a number of wrinkles though too. So maybe like he should have been told this month ago. Only on my nuts, buddy. And I don't think sun goes there either. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny all the stuff that you guys are talking about. And thankfully for me, I haven't, I mean, obviously I've known people that have had cancer and I've known a couple people that have passed and it's not really anything directly connected. I mean, it affects me probably just the same as it would affect anybody else but it's a lot different when it's a very personal like asher moon or uh to big show or even you there mofo where it's like very connected you know for me i haven't um i haven't had to actually deal with that on a family level i mean i haven't i haven't see when i say i haven't i haven't i mean when we did deal with this with my great grandma she passed away from brain cancer and that was in 82 and i was born in 82 and it was literally like three no 83 and i was born in the end of 82 and literally it was like three months and i'm three months old so i mean obviously i'm not going to remember anything i'm assuming that the technology back then was nowhere near what it is today it still doesn't excuse the fact or excuse you from not checking and making sure that you're good and you know you're you know using sunscreen and you know eating your vitamins and stuff to try to keep yourself in the best form you possibly can it's just you know with all these different screening processes it really makes it uh unexcusable for anybody to kind of have a dnf right and exactly if i can elaborate i really do feel and this isn't a bad thing when i say this but i'm going to say it anyways i really do feel like women have more of an advantage than men because unlike us men women are in the doctor's office getting tested for this that and everything else far more often than any other male even the laziest woman by comparison to men has more checkups than men do so i think as men we need to kind of step that up and make sure that we're healthy for not only just our lady friends or our partners but our children too right because we got to look at the whole picture not just a small picture and just kind of think well i'm too afraid or you know i i don't want to deal with this or what happens if that yeah, you can deal with that busy, when it comes blah, along blah, blah, you know well yeah exactly. or, or or just do what i like do what i did like i just i'm not gonna think this is important i have other things to think about and put it out of my head you know like i literally was just like i closed the door on it I'm like i don't want to deal with this so i'm not going to and then that was it i just did other things and i was busy until it got too big to ignore yeah and to hide from anymore was poking it through the door like hello hello right so (laughs) i'm glad you're glad your husband played uh flip the burgers with you to kind of help you discover that yeah (laughs) seriously kind you know what me too i'm uh you know i'm pretty grateful even though he irritated me because i was reading my book i was like dude what the fuck i'm reading my book right (laughs) (laughs) yeah no thanks thankfully to him for uh for for noticing it in the first place thank you for but, being uh, a dude yeah seriously <laughs> right on <laughs> i i would do it to mofo but uh his wife gives me dirty look oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh folks please don't forget that we have a virtual store teespring.com we sell hoodies t-shirts i think we have a pair of yoga pants but i doubt any of the gentlemen would fit nicely in them definitely not me i don't have that that kind of body head over to teespring.com look up gdp go deep the podcast and if you like it buy it thank you for the support if you have bought i noticed that some people have and i really appreciate it i also want to take a second and just show my appreciation to everybody across the world we got people in texas we got people in new york city we got people in pennsylvania illinois california i know i'm naming states and cities but that's what's popping up on my app as well as like the people that have downloaded nova scotia people in new brunswick ontario calgary bc and we even have someone from norway india saudi arabia thank you guys for downloading i really appreciate it russia ukraine you know if you guys like what you're hearing 
give us a thumbs up, follow us, send us a message on Instagram or Twitter, or whatever social media of your choice. Love to hear what you think. Asher Moon, thank you very much for joining us. I know that this was very dear and close to you, and I'm so glad that you were able to share your experience with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. And ladies, get your boobs checked. Flip those burgers. And uh, <laughs> T.O. Big Show, uh, I want to thank you also for sharing your personal experiences with your buddy and your mom. I Once again, yeah. I do apologize that that happened to you but you know you, you're a stronger person and you're taking your, course. great care of yourself because of it so i think there's some benefits that came from it right oh for sure even though it's a sad thing happening benefits for sure yeah definitely guys get you guys definitely get your ass checked man yeah and then of definitely. course mofo i uh i also am very grateful for your time discussing you know your aunt and your dad going through that and then like how men deal with other men that are going through the process of you know getting prostates removed and you know just kind of like the wear and tear it has on the men's side of things because we always kind of put men aside and only kind of focus on you know women when there's something kind of drastic happening you know what i mean yeah absolutely you know guys just again don't don't be afraid to get checked out no one wants to finish the race early you know that that's what the healthcare system is there for is to you know if you think you found something you'd rather go and find out that you found nothing than uh you know that you're you're skipping out on finding something yeah if you never be afraid to get checked and uh glad uh glad i was able to be here and uh, tell the story and be part uh part of it thank you for donna donna we appreciate you listening <laughs> you don't know who the fuck you are donna but hashtag donna every day <laughs> And like uh, Mofo said, like, don't wait, men. Don't wait to go to the doctors until you have one ball instead of two. That's never a healthy situation. And (laughs) on that note, folks, remember, always go deep. Go deep. Welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. You can find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also reach out to the cast, T.O. Big Show, Lord Fawn, Motorsports Mofo, Sturzy, Big Mikey, Astra Moon, and Sassy K. Thank you for your support and remember always go deep.